So after a week of turmoil and disruption, uh, we bring you an episode of Midnight FPL, but we'll be answering a few questions, talking about our differentials, going through the flops of the season, and so, 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 so much more. So I'm joined by Sam and Joel as always. Hey Joel, how's it going? Hi Louis. Um, yeah, it's been all right, thanks. Um, just about recovered from this uh, this last game we've had, but um, looking forward to the next one. Cool, Sam. Um, yeah, I'm all right, Louis. Um, generally been okay, <laughs> but sort of made a bit worse by the COVID crisis in the Premier League. My club ruining my fancy team. But I'll get over it. I'm sure you will. Okay, so how did everyone do this week? It was a we weren't uh, focused too long on this week, so I think it was just frustrating, and I don't think anyone did very well. So no one really wants to dwell on it. But Joel, I think you actually, for once, it takes a lot of fixer disruption and a lot of external uh, <laughs> factors. But you did beat me and Sam. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I kind of did all right. I think. I brought in Alioski this week, who got a goal and an assist, who pretty much... He didn't get an assist. Oh, sorry, a goal and a clean sheet. Um, he pretty much got me over the line. But you know the thing that's mad about this week, for me, is that this is my highest game week rank the whole season. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah I know. It just speaks volumes, speaks volumes of how badly I've been doing this season. Um, so, yeah, I was... I got yeah I did I did alright this week, um, but uh, like it's like the yeah my defense was my best thing, but it's nothing nothing to write home about. Like on my 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 bench that I got Davis, the Aston Villa guy, and Brewster in my starting eleven, um, and yeah yeah oh, yeah. You know what I find funny about your team? Your best game week rank came about. With a five-three-two formation. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like looking at it now with the automatic subs, it looks awful. Um, <laughs> it's I, just so bad. Yeah, I need to do. I need to do some work on it. But I, I did all right. I got green arrows. So I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah, my defence saved me. But other than that, it's pretty abysmal. But we move. Sam, I know you don't want to talk about it, but. Um, anyway, yeah, this week I got 30 points, which is it's really dreadful. And so at the start of the week, I thought I was going to do okay because the Man City game was called off and I didn't have anyone from that fixture apart from Calvert-Lewin. And everyone has Calvert-Lewin, so I didn't think that I thought that would be okay. So I was actually reasonably happy. But um, then it transpired that... My other players really weren't doing that well. I only got something out of Bamford and Fernandez, which wasn't a lot. And then when Fulham betrayed me and um, pulled off the game, I lost four players, which is just absolutely shocking. So out of my 15 players, eight of them got zero, which was painful, really. Um, and yeah, that's the story of my week. Can't be good for your uh, overall rank. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not good for it at all. I'm down to 30k. But I'll be back. 36k, actually, to be more accurate. 36. Oh, yeah. Were you like 14k before that, weren't you? 13k. 
Yeah, that's got to hurt. <laughs> and worst of all, Sam, you don't qualify for the cut, which must really hurt. <laughs> I, I honestly couldn't care less about the cut. And in reality, I couldn't care less about overall rank. It's genuinely been like an expression that I've only really started properly hearing or talking about this year since we've been making this podcast. But I, I really only care about beating both of you and everyone else in our league. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I prefer the mini leagues is where we're going to get like bit. I echo that. Yeah, I my uni mini league and this mini league is all I care about. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I just hear loads about overall rank, and it is nice to do well overall. But I mean, ultimately, I'm all about the OR. Sam, this is the only week you wouldn't have qualified for the cup. Fun fact. Oh, it's just it's just so. (laughs) (laughs) So you do care about the cup. To care about the fact we're all in the cup and you're not. <laughs> I, I legit do not care about the cup. But the thing is, it's just it's just adds a bit of salt to the wound. Mm. Like, I got third one week where like everything just got fucked and Fulham ruined me. Oh. I got thirty-eight. Fulham, Fulham have ruined you. Oh my god! Stop interrupting me. I want to rant about my shit team. Uh, oh I got god. thirty-eight thanks to Taylor. So I bought in Taylor last week, benched him against Leeds, so I could play him against Sheffield United at home. And Bernie kept a clean sheet, but sadly he came off after eight minutes. So he got one. Reese James and now got a hamstring injury, so he got zero. Uh, Sufal got rested, so he got zero. De Bruyne on DCL zero. I've got no bench, so they all got zero. So really, I did terribly. But I had Bamford and Dallas. I, yeah, it seems like it seems like Leeds saved people. Um, which is kind of unexpected, but like, if you had any Leeds cover, you basically did all right. I see. You know, Leeds were the only team in the game week who got more than one goal. Yeah, the games were horrific. That is a good stat. Yeah. Jeez. So we, that brings us on to our first question from none other than Laz FPL, who asks, "Is it time to consider Leeds' defence, shoot breaks to attacking returns, and the recent occasional clean sheet? Your thoughts?" Well, I've already considered them. I've got Dallas, you've got Alioski, Joel. What do you think, Sam, as someone who doesn't own a lead defender? Uh, I think I'm not too worried about not owning them uh, because they do concede so many goals. But I think in the long run, I, I would rather have players from teams that I know, well, not know, but I think are more likely to keep clean sheets than leads are. It's a nice, concise answer. I think that's true, yeah. I wouldn't. When I didn't have a Leeds, and they also just this is the thing is people will talk about Leeds triple up and stuff like that. Leeds just played Burnley at home where they didn't deserve to win. They got another bullshit VAR penalty and they should have conceded one. And then they played West Brom away, who were truly chronic. And but then next they played Tottenham and those and then they played Southampton the week after Brighton. I don't know. You can get caught up in hype, but ultimately they are a lower mid-table team, really. So yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. They're chasing their players. Yeah, I only brought in Alioski because Lamptey was injured and he was 4.4, which I think is quite cheap. But like Dallas is going to be like, his price will be going up soon. It's like 4.8, which I just think is too much. Yeah, he is 4.8. Say again? He is 4.8 now. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's too much for a Leeds defender. So um, I think if they're elite, like Alioski is 4.5, which if you're looking for like a like bottom end is not that bad and he gets forward a bit but I think if you don't have Dallas already he's getting too expensive to kind of justify it unless he continues to get attacking returns but you just don't know yeah uh, it's a cheap option yes but don't worry about it would be 
our answer. A question from none other than Joe Tully. Do you think these fixed uh, cancellations change uh, ship plans? Was tense by Triple Cap in game week 19 due to some double fixtures? I'm sure someone told him to say that. But game cancellations seem more likely due to COVID. Is bench boost a safer option? What a stupid question. I mean, I, I don't think bench boost... Bench boost is the one that has the least appeal because imagine if you bench boosted this week, you'd just be bringing on players who would come onto your bench anyway. I think, if anything, it's reduced the validity of bench boost because you're just so at risk of players not playing. First word out there quickly, say Joe Tully is a friend of ours. Louis not just abusing random people on Twitter that have sent us questions. <laughs> that's, that's why it's a stupid question. Um, because Joe Tully is an idiot. Don't, don't want to discourage other people from doing questions. It's a decent question that Kip's strategy probably should change, but yeah, yeah. I I don't think like I don't I don't understand why you would do that because at the moment we're in such a period of uncertainty. Loads of your players could well not play. Why don't you save it for later in the season where things might vaccines be maybe? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think for that generally, I think you should leave anything you're going to do right to the end so that you have as much of an idea of what's going to be happening, what teams are going to be playing. If you leave it to like the last hour of the game week and you use your free hit, you can be pretty sure as to what, what teams are going to be playing, um, especially for that um, first game week um, coming out. I think it's game week 18. Yeah, game week 18. So, so yeah, I think free hit is a good idea for that week and I, I would do it, just leave it late. Don't do it like when you want to save money because someone's going to go up in value and you, you want to get a good price for him. Just leave it right to the end because it's stupid to do anything other than that, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Just, just don't, yeah, just keep one eye open. But I still think free hit, 18 is the right play. Cause... Yeah, I agree. And, and the, but, that's something you have to start thinking about as well now. What, what are your, who are your Arsenal players going to be against Palace? Who are your City players going to be? It's quite tough. Yeah, we'll, do that next, we'll do that next episode. We'll do because we've got quite a long gap between game weeks. We, we'll flesh out what we think our free hit team will be. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be tricky for people that have already used their free hit. I think they're going to be they're just going to have to take a bad week for that. But um, yeah, can it's I, good people who set up their free hit. Can I make one point though about um, wild cards? So, if you were going to free hit for game week 18 one thing you might do is um use your wild card after that but would you use your wild card now considering that there's talk of this like two week break coming up where you might use your wild card and then things completely change at the end of the two weeks in your wild card well, so they'll give us another wild card i think if they because that's what they did last time you think i don't know for a two-week break though last time we had like a three-month lockdown Okay, well, that's actually another question from FPL Allegiance. He asks, will the Premier League be put on hold? I don't think it will be, but what do you guys think? Well, I was actually listening to Sky Sports News this morning and Paul Robinson was making a really good point about it. I think if they were going to do it, it would only make sense if it was for like a lot longer than two weeks because if you had two-week break between game A and game B, you still have to prepare for game B. Yeah, that's what Gary Neville tweeted me. Exactly. So they're going to be in training for like a week before the game. So you're only getting like a week off if that. And you're not spreading coronavirus from team to team when they come, come up against each other for 90 minutes every Saturday. You're spreading it in, in the dressing rooms at the training. Yeah, exactly. So 
a two-week break is going to make no difference. I just think it takes yeah. sense. So as long as we can assume that the FA have common sense, then I don't think it will happen. I think Sam Allardyce only wanted a two-week break because he's a new manager at a club and he just like he's just stalling for more time to like prepare his teams. I don't think he genuinely. He was kind. Of, I think he was like him wanting the two-week break was from like a self-interested point of view rather than it actually being in the best interest of the league. Because um, I don't think it's long enough to actually make a difference. So. I completely agree, and it's shameless opportunist opportunism because it's exactly what Troy Deeney did during the break, where he wanted the season to be cancelled. It's just like Allardyce says, "I feel at risk. I'm a 65 year old." It's like, well, then don't take a job during a global pandemic. What did you expect? Like, and then just to use that shamelessly because you want to prep your team into your horrible long ball football for another couple of weeks. It's just an absolute disgrace, really. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it'll get cancelled. The Premier League made it pretty clear they wouldn't. And as City are back in training, who were one of the worst clubs for it, and they're ready to play against Chelsea. So I, I can't see it happening. You'll see more cases and teams maybe with the odd fixed cancellation. But as more places go into lockdown, players will be more careful and take like Cole Walker will have less sex parties and <laughs> <laughs> less, less outbursts should happen. So I think, I think it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> Crossed, yeah, I think, I think it's gonna. It'd be pretty. It'd be pretty peak to keep, to have more game weeks like this. But I'm I'm hoping the Premier League can kind of get its foot down and kind of reduce kind of these kind of incidents because it is is getting a bit ridiculous. Because otherwise, the Premier League will have to get cancelled again, and no one wants that. I think it's going to get to the point where the clubs going to have to tell their players, like the clubs are going to have to start getting into like actual proper bubbles, like they did in other sports. Yeah. Um, because otherwise it will just get cancelled. Uh, it would be remiss not to talk about captaincy for Game Week 17 as our final part of this segment. This, I think there's actually quite a few good options because Tottenham play Leeds, Man U play Aston Villa at home and Liverpool play Southampton away on Monday night. Where's the armband going, Sam's story? Um, starting to lose faith with Salah. Uh, Fernandez is really attractive. But I know you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not, not in every way, though. Um, you look at Aston Villa home for Fernandez, and you think it's a pretty good fixture, but he's better away. So maybe not so good as it seems on the face of it. And then Tottenham leads at home. Um, I think that if any team was going to be on exact, exactly the opposite for what Leeds want in an opposition, it's Tottenham. Because they play really well defensively and then really well on the break as well and Leeds are a bit scatty defensively um, so yeah I reckon maybe Son or Kane I think that makes Son don't you think when you think about counter-attacking Tottenham and those games against where like United where they tore them to pieces or Southampton it was Son who got the who was scoring the goals because he's so quick and a threat on the counter so do you think Son's better than Kane or Kane's better than Son? Uh, I think I generally would captain Kane over Son just because I can just imagine in my mind Kane arriving in that position and just slotting it home. Easy, easy goal sort of thing. And when I imagine Son scoring, I imagine it being some like dramatic run or like counter-attack cuts inside, puts in the top bin or something. I just think that's so much more unlikely to happen. <laughs> like week in, week out. So I'd personally go with Kane if you had the luxury of both. But um, I still think Son's a good shout. Uh, Joel, I'd love to hear your opinion. Uh, see, I, 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 I've currently <laughs> got... I've currently got Salah captain and Son vice. 
because um, Salah missed two sitters against Newcastle. Um, and I think Southampton will take the game to Liverpool, which I think in, plays into their advantage. Southampton doing really well this season. I like the way Hassan Hootel plays. He's not going to kind of sit back and try to absorb pressure. I just don't think that's how they play. Um, so I think it could be quite an open game, which I think benefits Liverpool and Salah. Um, that's why I'm kind of leaning towards him at the moment. Tottenham aren't in particularly good form. Like I know it's Leeds and it will like be a super open, super open game. Um, but I mean, Liverpool aren't in great form either, to be honest. Well, so but I just kind of Spurs say again. Spurs have had a rest. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm. Oh yeah, that's so true. Leeds, and it's Saturday morning as well. The way Leeds play and the fact they didn't rest anyone midweek, they'll be absolutely shattered. Yeah. Yeah, it's really tricky. I actually, I, I think it's going to come down to the wire for me to make my call, but I've currently got Salah. But I really don't know. I can both ways. I think I would captain both of them for the same reasons. Um, I think they will both be open games. Um, I think it will. the games will be in the strength of Son and Salah. Um, so I don't... I don't know, but um, they're good. It's kind of sport for choice, really. But it's just gonna. But Joel, gonna... Has, like, how long can you put up with Salah in terms of captaincy? Because if you look at the start of the season, two, two of the easiest games: West Brom at home, Newcastle away. Two and three points. Um, yeah, but like, yeah. and he did nothing realistically. Like, he missed two quite. He missed two quite good chances. Like, uh, this is the thing. I kind of. I think. The times where I watch him this season, I'm like, he's not the player he was a couple of seasons ago. Like, he doesn't finish every single chance. But they're like, you look at him this season, like, he got 16 in a half against Palace. He got 14 against Wolves. Mm, yeah. Um, 20 against Leeds. Um, and uh, even when they got beaten by Aston Villa, he still got a couple. So he's got it in him. But I just think it's it's when teams sit back against Liverpool that like the teams are hardest to break down. So um, I think when the games become more open for Liverpool, that's when they do best. So um, can I just make yeah. a point as well, Sam? If you've got triple Tottenham, so Tottenham had the second lowest or third lowest expected goals out of any team since the November restart, since the international break. I mean that is terrible. And Leeds have got back to back clean sheets. Do you not think if you go? For a Tottenham captain and you have triple Tottenham, you're so all in on Tottenham there to a point where if they continue to be boring and stale Mourinho football, that you're just going to end up with overkill and your whole game week ruined off the back of one game. Whereas even if you, if you captain someone like Salah, you still get the benefit of Tottenham doing well because you've got the double up. Yeah, firstly, I've thought about bringing Rashford for this week, so I may not end up with triple Tottenham, I'm not sure. But... Um... Yes, Leeds have kept two clean sheets in a row, but they were against West Brom, who were absolutely dreadful and genuinely offered nothing, watched the entire game. Barely got into um, Leeds' box. And Leeds had Stuart and um, uh, Ailing as centre-backs, who neither of them start as centre-backs for Leeds. And then they had Burnley the game before. They only won 1-0. And Burnley aren't great going forward either. So I don't think that's much of a sign. And... Generally, this season, we've learned that Leeds can ship a lot of goals. And Tottenham are really good going forward when they want to be. So, 
I'm not that worried about that. And I've got other things to worry about in my team. People like this coronavirus thing, still got Lutman in there. It got pretty not not great defenders, really. So I just don't think that's my biggest concern at the moment, Kane and Son. It's more that whether you're going to cap, where you might go for another captain, but fair play. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't put me off, basically. Yeah, fair. Um, I think I'll probably go for Son, but we shall see. All right, that's enough for part one. We'll, we'll go through some differentials in part two. So we're back again. Um, Joel, differentials, for those who haven't listened before, defender, midfielder and attacker, all below 10% ownership and can't be from the same team. Who are you going for this week, buddy? Uh, so I'll start off with um, my defender. I've gone for kind of slightly rogue one, but uh, I've gone for Nat Phillips from Liverpool. Uh, if Matip's out for a couple of weeks, which is what Klopp, uh, Klopp said, um, he started against Newcastle, got a clean sheet. He's only worth 4.0. So um, if people are looking to add depth to their teams over the next couple of weeks and you've got a player on your bench that isn't starting, it might be worth having him in because uh, he could he could even start for your team. You don't necessarily just have to have him on the bench. Um, Liverpool are generally quite solid at the back, um, only owned by 0.7. So he might not be someone like long-term for your team, but in the short term, he could be quite a good option in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I then, in the field, I've gone for Rashford. He's only owned by 9%, which is still pretty low. Um, nine, he's 9.5. Like, I know lots of people have Fernandes at the moment, and I would probably go Fernandes over Rashford. But it could be a shout doubling up on United. They seem to be doing quite well. Rashford scoring, Bruno's assisting. Um, They've got uh, they've got Aston Villa at home, which is you can see that going quite well. They've got a double game week in nineteen. Um, Rashford's just looking class whenever he plays. I quite uh, like him as an option. And then uh, up front, I've gone Antonio from West Ham. He's uh, he's back from injury. I really like him as a player. I really like the way he plays. Um, Again, they've got uh, Everton away, which could uh, Everton have quite a leaky defence this season. Um, so Antonio could cause him a few problems. And again, he's got a really good double game week 19, Burnley at home, West Brom at home. So uh, he's only 6.2. Strikers are a bit hit and miss this season. Got 0.7 ownership. So I think he could, he's not proven. It could be a bit of a risk because he's just back from injury. But if you're willing to kind of like bite the bullet on that one, it might be worth a shout because uh, he could score five goals like he did last season. All quite decent shouts, I think. Yeah, I wasn't listening enough to offer a rebuttal, so I'm just going to have to nod politely. Uh, Antonio's a good shout and a good um, Calvert-Lewin replacement if you're getting bored of his mediocrity. So I like that. I don't know. Do you, who's your first one again? Was it, was it you go for Phillips? It. Yeah. But that's just... Yeah, if you're going to world card soon, I guess you can take a punt on him because Matip's out for three weeks. Yeah, but beyond that, beyond that, you'll just be sat with. Well, if you have, I mean, like if you had a cut, if you had two free transfers, it might be a waste of a free transfer. But if you're genuinely happy with your team and just want to add depth to it, it uh, could be a good shout. But 
that's the only real reason. But he he is starting. If he does if he does start the next three weeks, he he you could even start him. So um, I just have to see that one. But a bit of a risk, but I'll go with it. Uh, cool, Sam. Who are your picks? Um, I just think before I say this, a generally good thing to do is um, if you're thinking about doing a free hit in game week 18, good thing to do is bring in players for these differentials that have got two matches in game week 19 because that game week 18 won't matter if you've got a free hit. Um, my first player uh, is a striker. It's Rodrigo. Um, and he's, play- he's playing Tottenham. I know they're good defensively, but not, maybe not so good lately. And Leeds have scored a lot of goals. It's kind of, it's kind of easy to create like, all these rhetorics, but like, it just seems to go up and down really with Leeds. You never really know. Um, sort of same with Tottenham as well. But yeah, he played really well the other day, I thought, um, and takes a lot of shots. So good shout, I think. Um, in midfield, I was thinking about, um, I said to you guys I was going to have Mane. But I think he's actually been like nowhere near as good this season as he's been in the past and is like chronically overpriced. Um, he loses the ball a lot. He just doesn't seem to threaten goal anywhere near as much as he used to. So I just sort of think it's a bit of a dishonest shout, really. It's just like, oh, it's Marnie. He's 11.8 and he's below 10% ownership. That's happening. I just don't think he's been that good. So I'm going to go with Madison instead. I respect uh, that, Sam. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, and Madison's a lot cheaper. He's got two matches like Rodrigo in game week 19. Um, and he obviously had a rest the other day. Um, he is 75% chance of playing, but I think it's just a knock and he'll probably be fine. Newcastle away as well. Um, I know they kept clean sheet against Liverpool, but I think they'll have a bit more of the ball against Leicester because Leicester likes to play on the counter-attack more and I think Leicester will just pick them off, to be honest, because before Liverpool, um, Newcastle were pretty poor. And then in defence, he doesn't have two um, matches in game week 19, but I think because he's playing Brighton, I think a Wolves defender, Cody, is a pretty good shout as well. Um, And only just conceded in the last minute in the last game that they played against Man United, which is pretty unlucky, but played pretty well generally throughout that game. So things are looking a bit better for Wolves. And against someone like Brighton, I think they got a decent chance of keeping a clean sheet. I think Cody's reasonably safe and not massively ex- expensive as well, like Samedo. Okay. Uh, I like all of those. I, like, I was going to go Madison, but I was just scared off by the little yellow warning, Brian. Um, I think he's a really good shout, especially with that double. Um, can't argue with any of them, really. Thanks, man. Well, we'll see. They'll probably all do terribly, as always. <laughs> That's usually how it Similar goodwill for mine. I've gone for a similar theory with you, the defence. He doesn't have a double, but Roman size. He was in my team at the start. and He just, for some reason, seems to love an attacking return as well. Uh, he scored against Tottenham. As Sam said, they nearly kept the clean sheet. And the fixtures do turn quite nice. Brighton, who are rubbish. Everton, who are looking pretty stale without uh, some key players playing. Then they got West Brom at home. They don't have a double. But as I said, I think I do right. He's fallen back to 5.0. So where he started, having risen quite a lot at the start of the season. So I think he's a decent shout for your team going forward. Uh, Harvey Barnes is in my midfield. So again, quite similar to Sam, but different Leicester player. I think Harvey Barnes is quality. He's been playing really well at the moment. Uh, he's only 6.7 price. He's someone you'd actually, I actually consider in my team big time because 
he looks really good. He scored in back-to-back weeks uh, against Palace and United. And then he's got Newcastle, then we'll free hit 18. And then he's got Southampton and Chelsea at home, which is quite a nice double game week. Harvey Barnes, one to consider. And finally, I'll go for another person who has a double game week. Someone who's just fancy football royalty, I think, because he, he does deliver. He didn't deliver this week, though, but Danny Ings back from injury. 5.5% ownership. He's yet to really catch fire, but he will because he's just quality. I watch quite a bit of that West Ham game and he, he just looks really sharp. And he looks like if he does get a proper chance, he will take it. Uh, Liverpool at home, I don't think he's as scary a fixture as people think it is. West Brom managed to score against them. And then Leicester away and Leeds away. He could feast at Ellen Road, I think, with the way they play. Um, Danny Ings, one to look out for. Those are my three. I completely nice. agree about that Liverpool point. I don't think they're a scary team to play against, especially when they're playing people like Phillips and Defence, who really was yeah. impressive last night. And then Harvey Barnes, I think, is a really good shout. And the, one, the only thing I have to say um, in opposition to anything you just said was um, the idea of actually bringing Harvey Barnes into your team. He's that midfielder that's just a bit... He's in the middle. For me, midfielders should either be really... Uh, like expensive like the really good ones or like no more than sort of 5.5s but he's 6.7 which is a bit of a weird price to have as a midfielder so that's why I wouldn't go for him personally but Harvey Barnes yeah I take that point but if you're scoring goals if you're scoring goals you'd still want him in your team right and he's got good fixtures and Leicester are playing Leicester are playing right so I don't think it's necessarily a bad bad shout yeah Thanks to the defence, Phil. Uh, but no, but it is right. Sam makes a good point. Like with midfielders, there is this kind of range from about 6.5 to like 8 where there is no one there that I would want in my team. And it's just Greedish. like... Oh yeah, apart from Greedish, perhaps. But other than that... Like, as so, Lou was saying before we started this podcast, that El Ghazi is getting more points than Grealish. Why would you have Grealish? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's enough <laughs> differentials. Join us next for our flops of 2020. So in this last section of the podcast, we, last week, if anyone listened, I don't think many of you did, sadly. Uh, we're going to go for... Um, My dad did. That's class. It was released on like Christmas Eve, wasn't it? So it was only pro- yeah, proper fanboys. The ultras were listening. <laughs> and... and um. We, we did our team of the season. This time we're going to do our flops of 2020. So the players who disappointed us most, again, sorry, but this is probably going to be non-fantasy football related. Though obviously there'll be some fantasy related teams underneath it all. Um, we'll start in goal where Kepa Riza Belaga just tucks in nicely. Anyone got anyone else? David De Gea maybe, I don't know. I don't think there's any debate. David De Gea was bad, but Kepa was just, he was different gravy bad. Yeah, thank, thank, thank God we don't, thank God we got Mendy because, yeah, Kepa's awful. Um, I was thinking about when, the other day, I was thinking about when Sarri tried to take him off and <laughs> he just refused to go off. <laughs> I can't believe that ever happened. You know, I was there um, like, that cup final. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what's going on? <laughs> Do you know who missed the penalty that day? The person who just, I mean, Jorginho. It's uh, like this myth that he scores every, like everyone forgets that he missed that day and cost us it. Yeah, it's this shitty little penalty that makes me feel ill. <laughs> I haven't even written him down yet for flops this season, but he is getting. You know, I went, I went to that game. Sorry, like little side. It's kind of funny though. I went to that game with two Chelsea fans, and it got to penalties, 
and one of them left before the penalties were taken because they wanted to get home. That's disgrace. <laughs> you can't call them a Chelsea fan. Exactly. I'm not even a Chelsea fan. I was like, there's no way I'm leaving for this. What? Hazard penalty into the top as well. Final penalties and he left. What? That's a joke. I think that sums up Chelsea fans in a lot of ways. Okay, so we'll start right back. Uh, I've gone for better ready. Yes. I thought Azpilicueta, no one expected, can I just, before you attack me, um, no one expected the um, youngster who was on, on loan at Wigan to come in and take a stalwart of the Chelsea side for years to take his place. So, you know, at least fancy fans would have been looking at Azpilicueta thinking, great shout, and then he's barely played a game this season. So, But Rhys James has been one of our best players this season. Why? Yeah, complete, completely agree. But I think, just through the Azpilicueta lens, he's been a flop. No, but Azpilicueta's not played because he's a really good young player. He's better than him. That's just... Uh, yeah, that's not him flopping. That's just... He'll get into probably a lot of Premier League sides, I reckon. Hector Bellerin's woeful. He's really bad. And also, like, he's done like six foul throws or something this year. Like, that yeah. is flop, yeah. flop alone. <laughs> yeah. Foul throws. Professional okay. footballer. Okay. Multiple <laughs> times. I swear you both said in podcast gone by that you were actually thinking about bringing Hex Bellerin or at least in your differentials yeah yeah because he was getting forward a bit but uh, he gets forward one, doesn't mean he's good yeah no but Arsenal yeah. are like you actually our listeners. yeah no but times have changed he's got worse Arsenal got worse and he kind of like he walks around like he's like got this like stupid moustache and he's like all his hair and his tattoos and he kind of walks around as if he's kind of this like great guy and he's actually you said the other kid that you thought he looked like a really cool guy <laughs> he looks like you he looks how he dresses doesn't he looks nothing like me he looks just like you I if not slightly better looking <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's probably probably accurate okay um, centre back I've gone for Davinson Sanchez as one of the shouts Oh, he's yeah. like below Joe Roden in the pecking order now having people thought he was going to be and like Eric Dyer has completely displaced him what about, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, completely agree. Can't argue with it. But the, you could go as far as to say that, I mean, how, how much was he starting before 2020? It's not like... I think he started a bit under Pochettino. Under Pochettino, it was Alderweireld, Vertonghen and Sanchez. So when you think Vertonghen leaves, you think, oh, yes, Sanchez will come in and play next to Alderweireld. And now he's literally like third, fourth choice there. Yeah, agreed. But I wouldn't, I, I don't remember... I don't think he was a player that was starting every game at the end of 2019. Mm. So what I would say, but we could actually go with both because obviously got two centre-backs, is David Luiz. Yeah, definitely. He had some absolute shockers against City. He like got, he yeah, got there's the City game. a goal and got sent off. Yeah, there is that game. And that's the one that everyone always refers back to. It's the first game back after lockdown, wasn't it? But before that, I don't actually think David Luiz has been that bad. I can't think of a bet. I think his reputation goes before him a lot of times. Yeah, I agree. But, but I, I, he's just like Harry a Maguire. In general. Yeah, Harry Maguire, I was going to say. What a joke of a year he's had. Cost 80 getting million. Arrested, getting arrested in Greece and uh, then uh, just being a j- terrible defender generally. I think he's had an awful 2020. Um, I just think he's, even when I watch him, like, yeah, cool, he plays for United, but I still think he's a rubbish defender. Yeah. And what was he, was he 65 million? How much was he? 80. 80? Yeah. How do you not know that? I don't know. I knew it was a like, stupid amount of money. 
I you say 80 million anytime the words Harry Maguire come up. Yeah, it's he's he's not worth like I don't know. He's he's yeah. I think he's he's had a shocker of a year. Yeah, agreed. So who uh, are we going for? I think I I like David Luiz and Harry Maguire in there. Okay, I'll concede to Vincent Sanchez. Sanchez, it's like saying Christensen is a flop. He just wasn't <laughs> really the team before and he, he was just always shit. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just expected, I expected something from Vincent Sanchez. I don't know why. I thought he was actually a player. But I'll concede that. My left back, Sam, you're not going to like. And it's. Don't you dare. Just based on, on this season. Joe Bryan, when oh. he scored those goals in the playoff final, people would have thought our cemented Fulham left back. And he literally got dropped within a second. And that's disappointing. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But we wouldn't be talking about Fulham in, at any point in this whole podcast if it wasn't for Joe Bryan. I think he, he's, he's, yeah. I can't do him because his highlight moment was in 2020. Also, yeah, can I just say, like, we're, we're doing 2020. We're not doing Premier League season 2020, 2021. But even before then, he's just, he's, he's, um, Fulham's most overrated player. He doesn't. I watch him in the championship. He doesn't. He can't defend at all. Yeah, completely agree. But I, I don't think you can have him in there when he scored two goals in the playoff final to get yeah, us. Okay. Who's your counter left back? You're gonna have to do Luke that. Shaw. Luke Shaw. Yeah, Luke Shaw. I hate. I Luke think Shaw. he's had a good year. No, he's not. He's rubbish. I hate him so much. I, I'm gonna agree with Luke. He's I like Luke Shaw. Or Luke Shaw, but Luke Shaw is not a good player. He was he. I think he's underrated, Luke Shaw. He gets what? a load of stick from people like you. I think he's better than Alex Teres, and I think he'll end up cementing a place over him. Did you, he, he was really good against Wolves when he came on. I thought. Do you remember against Spurs this season when they were getting battered, and he just hacked down that that Spurs player? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I, I he only got booked for it. He should have been sent off and banned for ages after that challenge. I just I hate him. I hate him. You know what? Um, I think would be quite a good shout is any um, City left-back, because they're now playing a right-back at left-back as their first choice, like maybe Benji and Mendy. Yeah, yeah. And they still sign Mendy for like 60 million as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't. I I despise City's like defender recruitment and the fact it doesn't get any stick. They spend 50 million on all these players and they're all bad and for some reason they don't get scrutinised. Even Nathan Ake, they spent a fortune on Yeah, why did they do that? Like their fifth (laughs) choice centre-back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they literally did it because they were short of because for the Champions League they were so short of centre backs they needed someone in training or something ridiculous. Yeah, but like forty five mil for Ake. And they lost to Leon. Yeah, yeah. Right, All right. We'll I do... think I think Mendy's quite a good shout. Yeah, we're we'll going Mendy. Uh, centre backs, centre mid. Sorry, I've already said Jorginho is a shout. Yeah, chronic. Yeah. He is terrible. I hate. Pogba, yeah. Pogba defines flop. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I he's mean, so good as well. He's got it in him, but I just think like the player he could be and the player he is are just like worlds away from each other. So I just think like everyone kind of talks as if this Pogba's got this kind of like comeback. It's like imminent. I, uh, I just don't think it is. Imminent. In the, what's the word? Imminent. Imminent. You Imminent. got the N and the M mixed up. <laughs> yeah. What I think would have been a really good shout um, if it wasn't for his form this season is Ndombele. He was dreadful. For no. Many- you just... Ndombele's so good. I think if it wasn't for this season, he was unbelievable this season, fair enough, but he was signed for 60 million 
in um, the transfer window going into 2019-20. And he barely played a game in that season and has finally come good this season. But he, he was close to being Yeah, good. no, I love it. I think, yeah, if he saved himself this season, but I think he looks... The way he plays, his touch is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Beats players. He's kind of like... um. Uh, like uh, Dembélé, is it yeah, Dem- he is. Yeah, uh, you know, you know who should be in this team is Danny Ceballos. I think he's dreadful, so ineffective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or 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 Gwendozy. Nah, because he's a good player as well. He just had a bad attitude. Yeah, he's just got an ounce of personality. So Arteta's frozen him out, <laughs> so that he can play fucking El Nene. <laughs> and then they still, and they still beat us three one. It makes you sick. Also, what about um? It's not really his fault. They have got two shouts here. One, Kai Havertz, but he hasn't had enough time, so it's harsh. But my word, he defines flop. Uh, Phil Foden as well still hasn't come to anything, and I think we're all expecting it to be Foden to explode. Foden, and it's not his. Do you think Phil Foden has played badly? Because I don't. I just don't think he's been given the opportunities. But Kai Havertz is genuinely the worst player I have seen that's been signed for like a multiple of 10. Nicola Pepe. No, no, no. Nicola Pepe. Pepe is terrible. Kai Havertz is worse. (laughs) So slow on the ball. It's unbelievable. Does he ever watch himself play football? Because if he did, the first thing I'd do is be like, make my touch quicker distribute the ball quicker. He just slows down the whole Chelsea system. And he was signed for 75 million. Give him a... He'll yeah. be fine. He'll be good. He's... he's um, how old is he? 21. He's younger than us. I mean... Let's give him a bit yeah, of time. Yeah, he, he, he just looks like he can't be bothered. You can only measure a flop like, by where they started and where they've ended up. And where yeah. Kai Havertz started was 75 million. And where he is now, I wouldn't pay 10 million for him. But you're doing the Joe Bryan thing. So Joe Bryan, you're saying 2020. And Kai Havertz was quality at the end of the... Uh, but we're doing Premier League. We're doing Premier League. We're doing Premier League teams. I know, but it's, Joe Bryan was in the championship, wasn't he? Not Premier League. So there you go. <laughs> Dub, double standards. Jorginho is oh, in my, there. Um, Please. Yeah, yeah. Jorginho, 100%. I, I accept that. Pogba and Jorginho. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What form? What formation are we doing? Be in there, Kai Havertz. We, we can, if we're desperate, we can sneak him in on the left or something. <laughs> Williams on the right, isn't he? Oh no, I had. Uh, well, Pepe doesn't Pepe play on the right? Pepe doesn't play. Well, well exactly. <laughs> I mean, Pepe. From the moment Pepe's joined Arsenal, he has been awful. He has like. Oh, he was bad in 2019 as well. But he, they still played like 70 million for him. Yeah, I know. He's still flopping if at the start of 2020, no one expects anything from, the, from him. And at the end of 2020, people still don't expect anything from him. But you look at Ndombele, he has a bad first season. Second season, he comes good. That's, not often, that's quite often a trend with players coming into the Premier League. This is his second season and he's still as bad as he was before. I don't think he, like, he doesn't start for Arsenal when they've kind of, uh, when they've got loads of players uh, with like illness and stuff, he's still not getting into the team. I just think he's the money they paid. He's still a flop. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I still think William also is a flop. 
Yeah. He got like three three assists against Fulham on, on fantasy in the first game. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to be great. Wasn't he pretty good for Chelsea at the end of last season? Yeah, yeah, no, he was class. No, he wasn't. Uh, he was all right. He did his job. Yeah, his output's still pretty poor. Yeah, yeah, true. Willian, uh, the, the biggest testament you can give to Willian is the fact Arsenal won their first two games since he's, he's been out because they, they finally put a winger in there who runs and actually plays with a sense of urgency. Mm. I do about, like William. What about Dharma Traore? Not a goal or an assist in 2020. Yeah, I quite like that as a shout, actually. I everyone, like, at the beginning of the season on fantasy, he was 6.5 and everyone's raving about him. Like, oh, he's such good value. You've got to get him in your team, this and that. And he's hasn't started most of the games. Yeah, cool, he can beat a, beat a man, but mm. he's done nothing. Mm. He's all fart and no poo. Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, I like Adama Traore. I think that's a great show. So Traore is on one wing. And then who's the other winger? Pepe? Gareth Bale. Oh, Gareth Gareth Bale, Bale, yeah. That's been so... I had some Spurs mates who were just like so excited for him coming back. They're like, we've got Jose, we've got Gareth Bale. It's going to be great. We're going to win the league. And like, yeah, Spurs have had a decent run. But Gareth Bale hasn't contributed to that one bit. And everyone was like so excited for him to come, and he's been—he's just done nothing. He's done—he's. I think he's got two goals, but not in any important games. Can I make a rogue um, a rogue shout? Yeah, to the left, Grady Dean Garner. If you think about it, um, Mark Noble risked his West Ham reputation on Grady Dean Garner. Posted on Twitter like, "Can't believe the board have done this." Now, now Mark Noble doesn't start, and he's not respected by the board at West Ham. Noble and starts. All for, all for, not, not every game. And all for Grady, Grady Dean Garner to look absolutely dreadful, especially against Leeds last week. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Think, all those West Brom players who came up as well. There's Pereira as well, did really well in the championship, and it's just done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like. Also, why did Dean Garner go to West Brom? Like, surely he's more upset about moving to West Brom than Mark Noble is at this point. West Ham didn't want him. West Ham sold him. Hmm. Yeah, but to West Brom, he could have gone to a better club, surely. Yeah, but he played at West Brom last season. Oh, did he? No, fair. Can we just go Willian? So, can we go Willian and um, Traore? No, Willian's not getting I think there are bigger flops. Bale and Pingana are more flops. Oh, sorry, I forgot about Bale. Yeah, Bale and Traore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Up front? I've gone Werner and Mitrovic. Okay, I was thinking about, can I just make an argument for one person? Fabio Silva is dreadful. He, he's a shit Maratta. He's, so he's 18. Th- yeah, but they found for like 40 million. He's so that on the basis that he will get better. <laughs> yeah. In, in the game the other day, um, the ball was like going back towards the goalkeeper. Um, like everyone was in the other half and the ball was sort of going back towards the goalkeeper and Maguire was sort of jogging after it. And Fabio Silva was sprinting after it behind Maguire. And they were both moving at exactly the same speed. Like, may as well have been in reverse <laughs> so slowly. Fabio Silva's 18 and he started three Premier League games. <laughs> we can't put him in there. For 40 million. But he's, they would have aimed for him to develop under Jimenez. And, and sort of like, it's a long-term... It's like Jude Bellingham or whatever. You sign them because... They have potential to be a starter, not yeah, they but, are a starter. Yeah, fair enough. If I, if I see something like a flash of genius, a bit of pace, a great little finish on him, I don't think he's got anything. Honestly, I think he is dreadful. I don't think he's got a single positive attribute as a footballer. 
Yeah, I think I I kind of agree. I think he has been a flop. Like you would still expect more from him, but I also agree with you. Like it's too early to kind of um, to say. Also, you don't want him listening to this and thinking that like getting like outed by like people out there. He you don't want to kind of like be too detrimental to his kind of like progression if he's getting slated on podcasts like this. But it's okay if we shout at Pogba and Kepa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he's crap though. So. Timo Werner. What's, what's Timo Werner just in there, isn't it? Or are we just accepting that as given? Okay, firstly, I think Havertz is so much worse than Werner. So, firstly, I think if we're going to have Werner in there, we should think about playing a different position, a different formation, because Havertz is dreadful. No, no, Havertz has played way less. He got coronavirus and was out for like three weeks. Werner has played pretty much every single game fully fit and has been truly diabolical. Okay, but yeah. with Werner, there are he can't He can't trap the ball. Yeah, but there are makings of good footballer. Like, he's got pace. He scored a ton of goals last season. Havertz, I watch him. There's nothing that I would want in a footballer. Nothing. Nah, that's bollocks. He's, he's, what would you Havertz, want Havertz has? What? Like, he's so good on the half turn. He's so good at moving the ball quickly. He can, like, literally... He, just, because he doesn't, just because he doesn't sprint and, like, run at, like, Troy pace. But he still, like, gets... He can move the ball forward in transition so quickly. Because he, he's, got, he's got big, long legs and he... Havertz, when he came on against Villa, was at, you saw exactly what he's about. Like that back heel to Aspilicueta, you can tell he's got a proper footballing brain. He's only like 21. No, I, you talk about this half turn stuff. Him on the half turn or Grealish on the half turn? Him on the half turn or Madison? I do think about that. Why didn't we sign Grealish? Or Madison on the half turn? He's just, he's just nowhere near these players' league. He's not a good footballer. And I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about, to be honest. There's not a single moment where I've been anywhere near impressed by him. Like, not a touch, nothing. Well, can I talk about a striker that I think you're both forgetting about? Yeah, yes. Newcastle's Joel Linton. No, Joel Linton's been quite good this season, I think. Are you joking? I think he's, he's rubbish. He hasn't scored goals, I'll accept that. But I think he's got more confidence. He's a powerful runner. He links up the play pretty well with Wilson, I think, as well. No, 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 no. I, I think he's more of a flop than Mitrovic, so, to be honest. I mean, he's in with a shout. I think they spent 45 million. I know, again, it was like a few seasons ago, but again, he's just been useless. Like, but he's not he a flop in 2020. 2020, he started to get a bit better, I think, is the. I still think he's rubbish. I still think Sebastian he's... Heller. Oh, that's a good one. But I still think Mitrovic takes it. No, Haller stays in because of his bicycle kick. No, um, he, he avoids getting in this team just because yeah. of his bicycle kick. Because it was a key um, foul assist as well. <laughs> um, the, um, yeah, I think Mitrovic, Mitrovic yeah. Is to be completely dropped from a team that's that bad <laughs> it is pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Can I just make yeah. one more? We haven't discussed the Bamiang. Ooh. He, he, he scored the FA Cup final. He... Um, Looking at twenty two, he ended last season so well because he wanted a contract. So we can't. I, that's, I was thinking about him, and then I thought, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. He's giving worth giving him an honourable mention because he's uh, he's been uh, he's been rubbish this season. But I think the first half of twenty twenty was pretty good. Joel, you need to decide right now, just because I think yeah. everything else is decided. Werner or Havertz? He's been worse. Uh, Bearing in mind that Havertz, yeah, thank you. Werner. I just think Werner's been worse than Havertz. Werner's literally missed about <laughs> seven or eight sitters. <laughs> like he's getting in those positions. Like Havertz getting in those positions. Do? Sam, I could get in those positions and miss them. You wouldn't be like, oh, class. Okay, okay. if you're Frank Lampard, yeah, and you're thinking about your team, what what possible reason would you have to put Havertz in, in your starting 
in your starting eleven. Lee's Werner brings pace. What does what does Havertz actually do? Like, why would you have him? I would. This is such a simplistic. I play FIFA mentality. Like, oh, he doesn't have good like pace. He doesn't have good pace. He doesn't. He doesn't have good skill moves. Like, fuck off. There's more to football than that. On the ball is absolutely shocking. I've never seen anyone take time on the ball. He is so bad. Oh, I genuinely, your, your, your apologies are going to have to be as loud as your disrespect, Sam, when it comes to Kai Havertz. I wouldn't start him for Fulham. Loftus Cheek is better than um, is better than Havertz, and he's probably about a five million pound player now. Loftus Cheek is abysmal. I've, yeah. I, I love Loftus Cheek, and I've watched him play for Fulham. And he, his, his, since his ACL has gone, his legs literally don't operate. He's so slow. All you're doing is agreeing with me. I don't think I am. All right, so because Joel's gone, Werner, we've settled with this team: Kepa, Mendy. Maguire, David Luiz, Hector Bellerin, Jorginho Pogba, uh, Bale and Troy out wide. And then we got Werner and the big man Mitrovic up top. Not actually that bad a team on paper. But I, wouldn't want any, I wouldn't want any of those players in my team. That's pretty awful. It's not a, not a, not a good team at all. Kai Havertz doesn't make the cut. Also, it's quality. Say, like, okay, fine. Not, just a last attempt. If it's not going to be swapping Werner for Havertz, it's like change it to a three at the back. Change it to anything. Take out the keeper. Havertz be in that team. That's all we've got time for today on Midnight <laughs> FPL. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, we're, next week we'll be because um, I feel we've neglected it. We'll be talking a lot more about free hits, double game weeks, how best to uh, navigate them. We'll, we'll create our own dream free hit team that hopefully can act as a rough template you guys and so much more see you then